Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to NFL Live presented by BetMGM. Hey, today's the day we hear from the NFL. You're going to see everyone at the podiums across the league, and you see some of them right there. You'll hear from Patrick Mahomes in about seven minutes. Bill Belichick and the Patriots had the Cowboys this week. What's going on in Denver? Look at Sean Payton down there in the the bottom right. We'll hear from him as well. Welcome to NFL Live. Glad to have you with us. Dan Orlovsky is here. Andrew Hawkins. Dan's got a computer out like he's doing some research or some work or something. Actually, What's going yeah, on there? I'm actually watching Cowboys Run Zone right, literally right um, now. Will you actually focus on the show instead? I okay, can do two cool. things at once. All Stephen good. A, he watches every play. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. You put him on I notice, right? I want you to know. I back him up. <laughs> Already? Sears and Adam Schefter are joining us as well. There's some urgent news to get to today, so let's dive in with our top stories. We start with Adam there. What's going on with Joe Burrow, Adam? Well, Laura, as you know from being in Cincinnati on Monday night, he did not suffer a setback to that calf injury. He's going to have to continue to play through that, but he's that's the plan. The fact that he made it through on Monday night, he'll want to make it through right now. Full participation and walkthrough today, which is another encouraging sign for the Bengals quarterback. He's not going to let that calf injury slow him down. As for the Colts quarterback, Anthony Richardson, he was at practice today, which is a sign that he should be ready to go, but he remains in concussion protocol right now after missing last week's game due to being in concussion protocol. But the fact that he's out there tells you that the Colts are preparing to get him back this week as soon as he can clear protocol whenever that does happen. And there are a number of notable injuries from the Packers-Lions game on Thursday night. I think the key things to note here are that Aaron Jones and Christian Watson are on track to be back in the lineup for Green Bay. The Lions are hoping to get back their running back, David Montgomery. There are some key offensive linemen as well for the Green Bay Packers and their status for Thursday night. But think about this. The Bears are 0-3. The Vikings are 0-3. This becomes a very significant early season NFC matchup between two teams that'll vie for the division title. Yeah, those injuries, I think, are going to play a big part in this. We'll keep a, a close eye on the line, but last time I checked, the Lions were one-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. So, Hawk, Jordan Love, though, has been looking great. And now, as you just heard Adam talking about, looks like he's getting Aaron Jones, Christian Watson back. What does that do for this Packers offense? It takes Jordan Love's game to the next level. Mm. Jordan Love is essentially a rookie, right? Yes, he's been in the league sure. a couple of years, but as Dan and Marcus will tell you, there are some things you just can't learn in a meeting room. You can actually have to learn by experiencing it in a game. You have to be down 17-0 in a fourth and come back to know that you're capable of doing it. And now what you're giving him is the two young quarterback most friendly aspects of an offense. You're giving him a deep threat down the field in Christian Watson where defenses have to respect it so it opens up the pass game. And you're also giving him easy-bake offense in Aaron Jones because if you put him wide and he's on a linebacker, Every time, no matter what the play call is, that's a matchup that you feel good about. You can get him the ball in space, no risk throws that turn into big plays. And for a young quarterback, mm. those are his best friends. Wait, First easy of all, bake offense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also going to raise my seat. I'm tired of are being, you low? I'm tired of being no, in public bro. and everyone going, oh, I didn't know you were that tall. They think I'm short. 
Well, now you made us Now, ever short. since you became gotta, NFL gotta, Live. It has to, we're heads supposed wrong. to be at the same level. Ever since you came on NFL Live, people think I'm short. Okay, uh, Welcome to ahead. my life, Dan. <laughs> I think this game no comes down to the rookie tight ends. Luke Musgrave, Musgrave and Sam Laporta. And, and a little bit for different reasons, okay? The Lions are going to have to shut down Musgrave's speed. And it's not just vertical speed. It is separation speed, getting out of those cuts. And then the Packers are going to have to handle Laporta's physicality. He is incredibly physical, both in the run game and when he gets the ball in his hand. So it's going to be what defense. Both of these teams are relatively talented on the perimeter, especially with their youth. But they utilize the tight end in such a big deal. And you got to be very specific with how you're going to try to handle them. If I was Detroit, Sam Laporta is going to be a huge part of this football game in the run game. And if I was Green Bay, I'm going to force you guys defensively in Detroit without a C.J. Gardner-Johnson to shut down Musgrave's vertical speed. I think the rookie tight ends have tremendous impact on how this game goes. One, let's be excited that this matchup is happening again after the Detroit Lions had nothing to play for and knocked the Green Bay Packers out of the playoffs. <laughs> right. Let's not forget that. It's some bad blood brewing. And I'm going to go to the other side of the ball. Rashawn Gary is coming off a game with three sacks. Aiden Hutchinson is pressuring yeah. and getting after quarterbacks as well, which I think is going to be another huge thing, especially with David Bakhtiari potentially coming back and Elton Jenkins, those guys being healthy. This is a battle of the line of scrimmage, fellas. Kerry Clark in the middle of that defensive line as well. And what we talk about with both of these teams, as much as we talk about the ability to push the ball downfield and the weapons that they have outside this this battle in the trenches is going to be a fun one to watch when you talk about styles and the way that they like to play I'm interested in seeing these two edge rushers go off yeah. but I'm also interested to see which offensive line or defensive line can can have a huge impact on this game and how these quarterbacks play as well Mark it's not often that you sit here at least for me and say Detroit's defensive line is going to have to handle a, a defensive line excuse me Detroit's offensive line is going to have to handle a defensive line that can kind of go punch for punch with them yes yeah. but the the way that Gary played last week, the way that Lucas Van Ness, the rookie out of Iowa, is playing, Kenny Clark, to your point, like this is a big-time challenge. And in many ways for me, it's really like the first measuring stick for the Lions. Hmm. Yeah. You know, yep. week one was great to go on the road and win. We all know what that game was like. The, no the Green Bay, Kelsey. Right, right. The Packers have owned this division forever. And I know Detroit kind of had a say at the end of last year. Minnesota won that division. This is really the first time you got to go to Lambeau and finally you feel like you have the better football team and certainly on the line of scrimmage. Yep. Like this is when Detroit kind of starts to take control of the division. All right, Detroit, uh, let's see what you got. Rashawn Gary, by the way, leading the NFL in pressure percentage since the start of last season. The man going crazy. Yeah, he is. Okay, new on NFL Live, here's Patrick Mahomes on receiver Rasheed Rice. You see in this offense, there's so much freedom to, to kind of throttle and set down versus come out of breaks. And I think just that little stuff like that. Um, you saw he did a good job of that this last week in those zone coverages, catching the ball, getting vertical and stuff like that. I thought on the third down one, he maybe could have hit it in a little bit faster, but that's the stuff they were, were working on. And um, you see Travis do it so well, and you've seen guys over the, in the past do it so well. You just have to keep working on that stuff because they have to be seeing the same thing um, you're seeing out there on the field. So – the two things that I'm starting to see in their pass game that I'm really liking, in, in relation specifically to Rasheed Rice, he's really starting to understand, and you might have a better perspective than me, mm -hmm. Hawk, the, the sitting in zones. Yep. You know, there's such a you know, they don't see a lot of main coverage, Kansas City, but you got to be so nuanced in understanding when to sit and mm -hmm. be boring in zones, specifically when you put Travis 
and him together in like a stack or a slot, he's getting a great understanding of, you know, where to sit, where to burst through zones. Hmm. We've been begging for that number two guy behind MVS. I think Rasheed's starting to show that, and I think the intelligence is a big reason why. You're absolutely right, and that was the thing about Rice coming into the draft. He is a smart player, and even if you're yeah. a smart player, when you come to the league, it is different than college football. Yeah. So it takes a couple of weeks, a little bit of while, even longer, to start to diagnose, see coverages, know where to sit, understand and be on the same page with the speed of the league. But Rasheed Rice, I actually had him comp to one of our own, Harry Douglas, ah. who was an extremely smart player. Could go down the field, in the scene, but also had a great feel for those zones, yeah. like you said. And like catch and go, right? Yep. Like catch, catch and, and split absolutely. and get five instead of get, get ten instead of getting five. Yep. Man, uh, absolutely. I, I don't know. Do the Chiefs need more offensive weapons? Come on. All right, we're just getting started here on NFL Live. Zeke returns to Dallas for the first time since being released in the offseason. But here why Marcus says the biggest storyline will be the mismatch in the trenches. Pay attention of that plus tons of moments that'll have you scratching your head we try to make sense of the puzzling wacky sound bites from this past week stomach hurting a little bit you know what I mean uh I don't even know what to say <laughs> yeah I do gotta do gotta ice up he's trying to stop me from having kids in the future <laughs> What if in 2024 you got a little bit better every day? When you're learning a new language with Babbel, that's exactly what you're doing. And if Babbel can help you start speaking a new language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in a full year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Try Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. It's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. They have over 16 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com tackle. Get 60% off at babbel.com tackle. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash tackle. Rules and restrictions may apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. NFL Live is presented by BetMGM, the king of sports books, and in part by Ace, the helpful place. Glad you're with us today. Hey, let's talk Cowboys Patriots. Y'all know Bill Belichick spending some extra time with Zeke Elliott this week looking for any knowledge he may have about his former Dallas team signals. Uh, some have wondered how the Cowboys would look if Zeke was still there. Here's Jerry Jones on the Cowboys missing Zeke in the red zone. We think of physical on short yardage and probably should. But I do not think that physicalness from the running back is contributing to us not getting in the end zone. Yeah, Zeke's been great. 
Goes to work every day, ready to go. <laughs> Tries to do what you ask. That's all you can ask for. Love it. Okay, moments ago, Ezekiel Elliott was asked about what his emotions will be returning to Dallas. Our Mike Reese tweeted out his response. Zeke said, quote, I'm going to try to keep it even keel. I think in any game, how big or how small, you got to keep your emotions here. You have to stay neutral and realize you have one job to do. Hey, Zeke has always been good in pass protection, and the Patriots will need that on Sunday as the Cowboys have a clear advantage in the trenches, okay? Led by Micah Parsons, the Cowboys rank second in the NFL in pass rush win rate. They'll look to take advantage of a Patriots offensive line that has been the worst pass blocking unit in the NFL this season. Big old mismatch right there. And Dan, that doesn't look promising for the Patriots, but you are encouraged by their offense. I am. I honestly think if this game was New England, I would take the Patriots to win the football game. But being on the wow. road with Dallas, I know that's a tough challenge. I think the Dallas defense is going to have to handle New England's offense. Number one, the 13 personnel that New England has started to use a lot of. One back, three tight ends. A couple reasons why. They have started to run the football on the perimeter, specifically with Ezekiel Elliott really well in it. The motion that they've used to get those tight ends like Mike Kosicki as some of those lead blockers. Blockers is a big deal. Their play action game out of that 13 personnel has finally started to develop. I think the ball is going to come out of Mac Jones's hands real quickly. We know that Dallas loves to play man coverage, right? Josh Dobbs last week, 14 of 17 versus man uh, when he's playing against man coverage. Mac and his ball placement and his anticipation versus man coverage is a big deal. So I understand there's a, a difference when it comes to the line of scrimmage, but Mac gets the ball out before guys are open so well. I think that's an advantage first for this offense, and I think handling that 13 personnel coming off of what Arizona did. You guys saw the touch screen that Marcus did yesterday. Yeah. Coming off of what Arizona did offensively in that same personnel grouping, I think it's a challenge for Dallas's defense. I think I love. You're right. I love what they've done with the tight end group. I think it's one of the best group in the league, but I need more out of the wide receivers. Amen. And I was one of the people that wasn't as down on this receiving group as some people were coming into the season, but they have to get on the same page with Mac Jones. Those tight ends in the intermediate route, yes, he's very good, but there are a lot of throws that Mac missed down the field in this mm. game. And yeah, there were elements, but we spent all week talking about Zach Wilson and how he can't do it. If you take away the Pharaoh Brown touchdown that was a bust by that secondary, he has the same exact game that Zach Wilson had in this game. He missed some big throws down the field, and some of it was him, some of it was the receivers. They have to separate. My guy Juju in the slot, he's one. Like, I need you to separate in man-to-man -man and did get not, throws down the field. I, I, need, I need those receivers to make a play on the football. I mean, I think separate fight, fair, but I fight, think it's fair fight, to say right fight, now they, don't, fight, they aren't separators, fight, right? Fight, and man-to-man, -man, no, fight, but also... So Max trying to throw fight, him open. Fight, yeah, fight, but there were, they, he had guys beat, fight, he, fight. NFL beat, step in front of him, and he's back-shouldering it. Those are big plays that you can't take off the board. They will not be a real threat if they cannot push the ball down the field. They have to get on the same page. I agree with that. America, y'all just saw what it's like on the sideline when quarterbacks and wide receivers <laughs> start fighting each other. Uh, I was in the middle <laughs> of it, too. It was fun. I know. I know. Here's the thing for me. And, and, and as much as you guys are talking about the skill players, this, this offensive line for Dallas concerns me when it comes to availability. When you start talking about Zach Martin, Baez, the center, and also Ty, uh, Tyron Smith, who were all, uh, Tyron was addressed, but he didn't play, and you're missing your all-pro guard. The one thing and the strength, I believe, of this New England football team is the fact that they are very stout against the run game, and Matthew Judon and Uche and company can get after your quarterback. So, for me, that's a big deal in this particular game, especially when you start talking about the style 
in which New England plays, your possessions are going to be limited if you're the Dallas Cowboys because they just, to you guys' point, it's not an air it out, score really quickly, and you got an opportunity to go back and forth. So this defensive line for the New England Patriots, I'm sure, I've been in meeting rooms like this. If these guys are unavailable, they are going to take it upon themselves yeah. mm-hmm. to make sure that they win this game because they're working at a deficit. This one's going to be a lot harder, I believe, than a lot of people think. Dallas should win the game. But this will be a very tough game if you don't have those three guys I mentioned on that offensive linebacker. Yeah, the Cowboys are seven-point favorite in this matchup. They look to win their 10th straight game at home. Guys, new on NFL Live, let's talk about the Eagles. Nick Sirianni asked about the name of the Eagles' very successful quarterback sneak play. You guys implemented the tush push, and I know so much has been made of it. Did you have any? Is that what we're calling it? I guess. Okay. I used that. Brotherly shove. Brotherly shove. Brotherly shove. Can we just go with that? Whatever comes up first in the search engine. Yeah. Um, I kind of like that. I do too. Who came up with that? I don't know. I found it online. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Brotherly shove. As a, as a defensive player, I call it pain in the ass is what I call it because you can't stop it. Like, the, the problem is this, man. Like, and I'm not one of them. I'm not on this hill about get rid of the play. This game has been about finding advantages since the beginning of time. The offense has an advantage in particular, the Philadelphia Eagles. The only thing you can do is start making sure that these offensive linemen pay for what they're doing over and over again if you get to that point. And then make them think about how they want to actually block this for Jalen Hurts. But as far as removing the play out of the game, let's stop, man. Because I'm telling you right now, if it's a defensive play we can find that you can't stop us from getting your quarterback, we're going to use it every damn time. Hey, just brotherly shove them right back, okay? <laughs> um, I think I'm done on that one. This yeah, fun. yeah. Boom! <laughs> it's White on Wednesday. What's coming up, Hawk? Hey, we got the touchscreen guy Dan Olasky coming Woo! over. We linking up again to talk about some wideouts, baby. Oh, hit them all in the West Coast. We got that W going. Hey, Wide out Wednesday, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> the West Coast of Ohio. <laughs> This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. To infinity and beyond. The first Toy Story Fun Day football is coming to ESPN+. It's the NFL like you've never seen it before. Coming in week four. And the Falcons and Jaguars matchup live from London will also be in Andy's room as both teams transform into the world of Pixar's Toy Story. Oh, it's a very real game, but Toy Story theme. 
Every run, pass, and score, live and unpredictable. Plus, a special halftime show featuring Duke Kaboom performing an incredible motorcycle jump. Buzz, Woody, and all their friends at Disney, Pixar, ESPN, and the NFL invite you to watch Toy Story Fun Day Football between the Falcons and Jaguars Sunday, October 1st at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on ESPN+. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Uh, if you're looking for the traditional broadcast of that game, also exclusively on ESPN+, Plus, Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern, Falcons-Jags at Wembley Stadium. Dan is on the call with me, Chris Fowler, Lewis Riddick. To get ESPN+, Plus, go to ESPNplus.com or download the ESPN app. Let's get some more top stories with Adam Schefter, starting with some news just now in Green Bay. What more can you tell us, Adam? Yellow moments ago, the Green Bay Packers ruled out a couple of notable offensive linemen for Thursday night's big game. David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, not going to play. Devondre Campbell, also not going to play for the Green Bay Packers. The Detroit Lions said that David Montgomery is questionable for tomorrow night, as is Christian Watson and Aaron Jones. But it sounds like those three offensive specialists are in line to play. We'll see how that shakes out. One player not in line to play on Sunday is the Saints quarterback, Derek Carr, who did not participate in practice today. He's dealing with a sprained AC joint. I'm told that it would be a surprise if he were able to play on Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which sets up Jameis Winston to start against his former team in New Orleans. Tampa versus New Orleans with it looking like Jameis Winston at quarterback. Jalen Waddell back at practice today for the Miami Dolphins after missing last week's game due to being in concussion protocol. And it certainly seems like Waddell is tracking to be available and ready to play for Sunday's massive game in Buffalo against the Bills in a game that will obviously have a big say on who wins the AFC East. Another player back at practice today, the Panthers quarterback Bryce Young. Missed last week's game with a sprained ankle, a full participant today at practice, which tells you that he should be ready to go this upcoming weekend for the Carolina Panthers against the Minnesota Vikings. And we saw that huge NBA trade today between Portland, Phoenix, and Milwaukee. Too bad the NFL doesn't make trades like this. Let's go back to Halloween 1987, the last notable three-way trade with NFL teams involving Eric Dickerson. Take a look at it. that trade with so many picks, so many players involved. It sent Eric Dickerson from the Rams to the Colts. The Bills got Cornelius Bennett. There were a whole plethora of picks that were exchanged. We wish the NFL had the type of trades like that, three-way trades with lots of compensation being exchanged that Woj got the pleasure and honor of reporting on earlier today. But that was the last big three-way trade in the NFL, Laura. I mean, Woj is a goat. So are you, Adam. I can hear the excitement in your voice, and it's making me wish that we would have these things happen more often. You would love it. I could just see it juggling all of it. Be a blast. All right, coming up next, let's talk CJ Stroud. He's coming off an impressive performance against the Jags last week. Our guys are going to tell you what makes this quarterback special, along with the talent surrounding him. Don't miss this. You're watching NFL Live, presented by BetMGM. We'll be right back. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com network 
all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. fine line between drinking wine and squashing grapes. On the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off. Hmm? When it's grim, be the grim reaper. Are you watering and are you fertilizing every day? So when it's time to pop, it'll pop. I feel like a mermaid and everybody else is like dogs. You got to see if they can swim. I'm going to take them on the island. We need volunteers, not hostages. You're arguing with your girl and she says, I'm sorry. Like, all right, let's, let's watch a movie now. We're good. You know, phew. my favorite thing every week. Lost in Translation's back. Let's translate some sound from the week. First, here's Micah Parsons on if Tyreek Hill tried to set the edge on him. Hey, I already said it once, and I said on social media, my baby girl's getting cheetah print for, for Christmas. She's getting cheetah print. Come over here to my site. My baby girl's getting cheetah print. But all of my guy. <laughs> Marcus, what? Don't play with him. You know him and Tyreek been going back and forth. <laughs> And Micah is saying, don't come down here fooling with these big boys, man. I'm going to have that jersey on my back from road grading you and give it to my baby girl. That's what that means. I like it, Micah. Tell them boys to stay out there on that edge, them dudes like Hawk Nymph. Oh, yeah. I had to set the edge on Mario Williams. It was not fun. I, I want to see that. <laughs> oh, uh, Tyreek's been talking this week. He said some other weird things. All right, here's Lamar Jackson on a questionable no call at the end of the Colts-Ravens game. Play late. Say Flowers is there. A lot of people thought she'd been passing interference. What did you see on that play? <laughs> Man, we had plenty of opportunities in the game to finish strong, you know, but it is what it is. Live to fight another day. He was like, oh, let me put the brakes on what I really wanted to say. Translation, uh, do you have eyes? Did they all of a sudden change the rules of NFL football that allowed defenders to tackle receivers with the ball in the air? Mm, no, interesting. They didn't. <laughs> then it should have been a new set of downs. It should have set up, if you don't give a damn, we don't give a Justin Tucker for a redemption game-winning field goal, and we should be 3-0. <laughs> I, I, got, I got what you did there. I got what you did there. You feel that? We're there. picking Come up on, what man. you're putting down. Pick it up, I'm not going to repeat it. Uh, here's Mike Tomlin. He makes a weekly appearance on this segment on facing the Texans this week. They don't kick their own butt, um, and they're growing every tape you put on in, in all three phases of the game. Dan? I don't, 
I, this is the first time I've heard they don't kick their own butt. I kind of have the same philosophy when I eat a gallon of goldfish. I don't beat myself up over it. <laughs> I think he's trying to say, man, like this is a well-coached football team under D'Amico Ryans, and even though they're young, they're starting to get better week by week by week, and they're not going to be necessarily the pushover that maybe people thought they were going to be since they had the early draft pick. Uh, but I don't know if I've ever heard they don't kick their own butt, but I definitely will steal do it you, from Coach Tomlin. Do you have, like, water when you're eating that much goldfish? I actually haven't ate goldfish since the beginning of September. It's like dry September. You know, some people do that. I'm yeah. doing it from goldfish. Okay, so October 1st, you're just down in a gallon of goldfish? All right, we'll pay attention to that. We'll tell you when this your man, suit this looks man like legit a baby. <laughs> this man is legit a baby. He's so weird. Back to the Texans. Stroud has had a historic start to his NFL career. He's thrown for over 900 yards with four touchdowns and hasn't thrown a single interception. Stroud, the first quarterback in NFL history to have 900 passing yards, four touchdowns, and zero interceptions in his first three career starts. It's been really fun to watch. And Dan, what have you seen from C.J. Stroud? That subtle sudden pocket movement that takes me from here to there in very little wasted time. To watch him do that against a pretty good Jacksonville defense and throw it the way he threw it, oof, mm. it's pretty, man. I mean, their offense is of that Shanahan tree. Like, they run that style no of doubt. offense. Yeah. What makes, Bobby Slowick, yep, play yep. color. C.J. Shroud, his number one receiver is the open receiver. And that's the most important aspect of that. Mm. And then you look at the receivers he has and how he is spreading the ball out. Like you need three kind of receivers in this offense. Number one, you need an up-top threat. That's Tank Dale. You put it up no top, doubt. he is going to make sure you stretch the defense. Number two, you need a guy who can move the sticks. And that's what Robert Woods does. If you need a guy on third and five, can you run a slant and get a first down? Can right. you run a stop and just beat a guy man-to-man -man and make sure you catch the football? And then you look at how they use Nico Collins. He's a versatile guy. He can go short. He can go long. He's a volume guy. Like, he's the one that's running the routes. And again, this is a young team, but they are playing like veterans. Real quick, you said his number one receiver is the open guy. Explain mm -hmm. that to me in your, like, what do you mean by that? Because it's so easy for young quarterbacks to just lock onto a guy that they mm. think is going to help them get an easy reception okay. or force it to certain areas. You can look at C.J. Stroud and the way he plays. He is reading. Getting through the he progression. He is processing. Okay. If it's the running back, he gets it. If gotcha. it's the tight end, he gets it. Yep. If it's Nico, if it's Tank. And, again, for a young quarterback, yep. him processing like that, it sets the he pace put on the a whole clinic off. when it came through getting through progressions. Absolutely. Were you the Nico versatile role when you played in that type of offense? I kind of jumped around. We actually yeah. had uh, Josh Gordon, then he got suspended, so I had to go into like the number one receiver. I right. did. I was number receiver, number one receiver in the league, Dan. Let's okay. go. I have no doubts about 2014. You. Led the Browns in receiving. I have no doubts. Just I, I know you're looking at me give crazy because I'm under five Give him his flowers. Games, no, 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 <laughs> no. Love, get it done. <laughs> Swag. Don't what are you What are you seeing with this defense, though? Uh, the defense, offense, I, I, I like the conversation that, that uh, D.O. and Hawk just had about C.J. Stroud, but it's the young talent for me on this football team. When you think about all of the things that they've been able to accomplish, and I'm not just – this is not going to be about wins for the Houston Texans. This is going to be about a progression every single week. And when you think about them taking all of these young guys in the draft and obviously trading up for Will Anderson, taking C.J. Stroud early – don't forget, a, a guy that y'all didn't mention on the offensive side, John Mechie, was considered a, yeah. a, a high-level receiver and a, a guy that could potentially turn into a number one. C.J. walked in, too, with a really good offensive line. Remember, Damian Pierce was almost a 1,000-yard rusher last year on this football team. Houston played teams tough. And this organization, 
coming out of what we would call turmoil. Yeah. Yeah. This was not a place that was looked on well. And when they hired D'Amico Ryans, I said, this, this may be a move to kind of set a different standard and a different trend. And I go back to what I saw them like in the locker room after the win against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That is a culture shift. Those are the type of things that matter. And when you got young players, like he said, in that pressure and like he was opening up, the ability to continue to build their confidence and let them know that they are working the right way yeah. in order to try to become better players, it's going to go a long way for this football team. And the other thing is this. They are going to be a tough out week in and week out yeah. because D'Amico Ryans is that guy. He was that guy when he played, and he's going to have that same mentality, and his team is going to play with that same mentality. I'm happy for the Houston Texans, man, especially these young players, to have him as a head coach. A great hire with D'Amico Ryans. The other thing, too, Dan brought this up. we got to let it go, but Dan brought this up earlier today. May end up being one of the best, if not the best, draft class of this past draft when you look at the, what the Texans have no done. Doubt. We'll see. It's still early, but all right, up next, two of the hottest offenses face off in this AFC East division matchup this week. Dan tells us exactly how the Bills can get the best of this Dolphins defense. That's coming your way next. Don't miss it. You're watching NFL Live presented by BetMGM. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live is presented by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Hey, this week our Monday Night Football matchup features DK Metcalf and the Seahawks squaring off against Daniel Jones and the Giants at MetLife Stadium. NFL Live will be there as well on site. Oh, on ESPN, ESPN Deportes with Peyton and Eli once again on ESPN2. New on NFL Live here today, Sean Payton on what a win would mean for the Broncos this weekend. Um, it would mean a lot, you know. Um, then I could answer the fun questions. <laughs> um, we need a win, you know, and Chicago does too. They do too. So, um, and, and, and that's why I think, you know, we got to win these days, Wednesday, Thursday. We got to, you know, I thought today was a really, really good practice. Um, we have to follow that up tomorrow, but a, a win would mean a lot for us right now. Guys, think about this for a second. And I was thinking about this when Sean was talking, all right? We got the Denver Broncos coming off of giving 70 points. They lost 70 to 20 mm. against the Miami Dolphins. And it would be worse to lose to the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Think about that for a second yeah. and the week mm-hmm. and what, what Sean Payton is saying right now. This is a lose-your-team football game when it comes to this one. 
right? You, you, we know the offense is prolific in Miami. You don't want to give up 70 points, but you could very well make an argument for losing that game. You lose this one, yep. you gotta, you, you are doing patchwork the rest of the year. Yeah. And, and you can make an argument, but I, I want to point out that Sean Payton and his coaching staff need a win because when you lose by 50 points and let somebody put 70 on you, yeah, there's good teams and there's bad teams in the league. I've been a part of perennial playoff teams. I've been a part of one in 15 teams. The disparity is not that big. You got outcoached in every phase of the game yep. at every position. So this reflects poorly on your staff the most. Man. All right, guys, a game I have circled on Sunday, Dolphins and Bills. Lightning fast, record-setting Dolphins offense and a Bills team that found its stride after a mistake-filled week one. Watch out for both these teams when it comes to the AFC East. This matchup could matter a lot more later in the season. Here's what Josh Allen and Mike McDaniel are saying today. The in-division rivalry. Um, you always want to win your in-division games. You know, it's a team that we play twice a year. Um, but for us, I know it means a lot for the fans and their fans, our fans, it, whatever it means for standings, this and that. You know, it's at the end of the day, it's week four. Um, they all mean the same for us. Probably under-talked about is a, an opponent of this caliber coming off an, I mean, nine sack, five turnover day. Um, if you need to be motivated for a game like this, check your pulse or maybe um, consider – uh, a career adjustment. <laughs> <laughs> I just, okay, love it. But All right, no. let's go. I don't know if he said check your pulse, but he's just monitoring. <laughs> I know, he's like, maybe check, yeah. I don't know, his pulse is fine. Uh, so it sounded like, according to Adam Schefter, Jalen Waddle trending toward potentially playing on Sunday. Ooh. But Marcus, when you talk about this Bills offense, or this Bills defense, excuse me, right. how can they slow down the Dolphins offense? Um, it's going to be very difficult to slow down the Miami Dolphins offense. As good as the Bills are, you got to cut the head of the snake off, and that's Tua. You got to affect him more than just thinking you're going to sack him because he's getting the ball out of his hands so fast and the rhythm and the timing with this football team. I focus more on the other side of the ball now because I don't think you line up and stop the Miami Dolphins. I think when Vic Fangio is in these two high safety looks that he does, you have to be willing to dink and dunk and take the run game when it's available. We know that the Bills are going to want to be explosive. We know that you have to score points offensively. But this is what you have to do in order to beat this football team. I'm telling you now, it's limiting possessions for the Miami Dolphins more than just thinking your defense going to line up and you're going to play defense for a large majority of this game. And the last thing, Josh Allen, Remember, you are playing against the Miami defense and not Tua and this offense, mm. all right? That's a big deal going into this game because Josh Allen is the guy that is going to want to outplay the quarterback. <laughs> That's just who he is. And he has the talent to do it, but keep it in perspective when you get in the, on this field um, for, the, for this matchup. I completely disagree with that philosophy. Uh, the Buffalo Bills have to go score 35 points this game. To win. They can and, do that. But not dinking and dunking, not trying to just be ball control offense. All right, gotta, go three and out six is, times in a row. This is Go three and out six times in a row. They're not going to go three and out six times I'm just, in a row. Don't right, do it. Here's my pushback to you. Since Tua and Mike McDaniel have been together, when Tua starts, they average 27 a game. The only team that averages more is the Kansas City Chiefs. You're not beating the Chiefs dinking and dunking down the field. you got to go score points. The only team that we've seen try to go do that, the Buffalo Bills. And they're capable of doing it. I think Buffalo needs to go on the attack. Week one, Josh played awful, and I said, you got to grow up. Because to win that game, you got to play a certain way. This week, man, Buffalo needs to be the number one play-action pass offense in the NFL. I think that they are. 
ever since they decided in week two to go with a little bit heavier personnel and to play play-action game, Josh Allen is 20 of 24 for 230 yards and two touchdowns. They have been so much more explosive on offense. You are not beating Miami thinking you're going to run the football you, and try to keep possessions away from Tua. Marcus, because you got to be explosive. Bro, you misconstrue this every time I talk about it. You misconstrue it. I'm not telling them not to be explosive. What I'm saying, Dan, is... Listen to what I'm saying and then rebut. When I say Dinkin and Duncan, I'm talking about when it's available to you to create your opportunities to be explosive. We know Vic Fangio's demand, um, what he likes to do. He's trying to make you take those plays, those easy plays, and bait you into thinking that you can go and go deep on this football team. That's his M.O. since he's been a defense coordinator. The only way you loosen that up, the teams that have had success against Vic Fangio, is to force him to bring somebody down, force him to play a different type of defense because he knows that his offense is going to put points on the board and he's going to try to play it safe. Take what he gives you and tell your opportunities present themselves. They, real quick, Hawk. They don't give you anything. That's part of the, the, the fabric of his defense. You have to play action them and you have to create explosive plays. It ain't going to be because of James Cook. And what they got to do is if I'm the, the defense of Miami, I want you to press. I don't think you mm. should give Stephon Diggs an open. And the Miami Dolphins aren't pressing. They're like the third lowest. They were the seventh highest, highest a year ago. What the Buffalo Bills want to do is they want to get Stephon Diggs involved. Otherwise, he'll be on the sideline. There'll be beef going on. It'll create turmoil. You got to press him. Don't let him just run hitches and slants. They sent pressure at Allen in the wild card game, and he had a bunch of big plays to Stephon Diggs. Take him away. That's the head that you cut off of the Buffalo Bills for me because it'll create a bunch of other problems. And that also plays into kind of what I think that – I think this team should be the best play-action team in the NFL. And I think when you believe in that – your, your guys don't get hit a lot at the line of scrimmage because you can motion them a little bit. You can stack them a little bit, and you get some of those big play action. It gives time for Steph to win on some of those routes. I hey. just think for them to win this game, 15 play action passes. Um, Dan's watch was going off telling him to breathe over there. Mm. <laughs> he got him all stressed out. It's Relax, okay. bud. I will we not say, playing. that's going to be a great game either way. We're going to be happy either NFL way. Live. Actually, Dan and I are going to London. But anyway, we'll see you soon. <laughs> this man said dink and dunk.